You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 266 for April the 5th, 6th, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Good time singing. <laughs> so who's this by? I don't know. Well, we have to give credit. Oh, of course I know. You want to make me do it though, don't you? Yeah, we have to give credit. Or it's the it's... American authors. Okay. Otherwise, it's kind of stealing. Best day of my that. life from the album. Oh, what a life! So if you like it, sans my singing, you can go to what? iTunes and buy it. Do you have any idea <laughs> what commercial they play on? I, 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 it's on, you know, it's so funny because I thought this was Philip Phillips for the longest time because it reminds me of something he would do. Right. But it's not. Yeah. He does the one about home. Yeah. That's on a lot of things too. American family insurance. Yeah. But yeah. Something like that. I think both of these are played a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These we only played one. Well, this song and the Philip Phillips <coughs> songs, the guy from American Idol. Yeah. I wonder if when his parents named him Philip Phillips, if he, he, they would realize that someday he would be famous and it'd be really easy to remember his name because you just say his name twice. Well, that and when he w- <laughs> and that when he was in uh, carpentry school, it really was a mess because they'd say Philip Phillips. Would you get a Phillips? And I don't think he went to carpentry school, though. No. No. Or if he was in a a town or a state where you can't pump your own gas. You'd ask, can I have a Philip Phillips? Philip Phillips? Do you want a Philip? Yeah. Yes, yes, this is my life. I'm married to Mr. Punny. Funny Punny. And you're yawning. You're not (sighs) supposed to yawn. We just started our podcast. I'll be fine. Okay. So, hi everybody. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're the Take Him With You co-hosts mm-hmm. of the podcast that's like a reality show. <laughs> kind of. Kind of, sort of. You know, it's so funny. Except my wife won't let me do one of the... Once a month, I want to do a special thing called Opposites Attract, and she won't do it. Well, we we kind of do that every week. No, we I think it'd be about... awesome if we actually watch something. Well, I just think it's kind of boring. Here's the idea. We pick one source of media and we either listen to a song or we watch a movie or a TV show that we really like and the other one doesn't. And then we convince, we try to convince each other what, what the good points of it are. I just think it's boring to watch a TV show and then talk about it. Well, I'm doing an episode of Buck Rogers the first time when we do it. Huh. Yeah. Maybe Planet of the Slave Girls. You know, it's really hard. Or the Space Vampire. It's really hard for me because back when I was in grade school, when Buck Rogers and Battlestar Galactica, was it grade school or junior high, somewhere around then, when they came out, I actually really liked them. Huh. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, And then... When I tried watching them back again, just kind of like Bionic Man or Million Dollar Man or whatever he was. It was the Six Million Dollar Man. Six Million Dollar Man. Who was Bionic? Do you remember his name? Uh, Lee Majors was the actor, wasn't it? (sighs) Yes. Yeah. What was the name of the character? I don't know. You do too. Um, Captain somebody or... Steve. Steve Majors. No, it's Lee Majors. Lee Majors. Steve... Austin, Austin, I remember now. And what was his boss's name? Oh, man, you Come know. on, you can do it. You can do it. Os- 
Oscar. Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Goldman. Oscar Goldman. Okay, I remember. And who now. was Oscar Goldman's secretary? It was. I don't remember. Calla. Callahan. Callazumba. <laughs> Callahan. Okay. Who was the doctor that worked on Steve? I I can picture the way he looks. He had a bushy Rudy Wells. He had a a bushy. It was Rudy Wells. Rudy Wells. Bushy mustache and who was his? Who was his love interest in that had an offshoot from his program? The the bionic woman um, named. Oh, she's a popular vegetarian. Lindsay Wagner. Jamie Summers. Jamie, but her the yes. actress is Lindsay Wagner. Yeah. She's a she's a, a what? Popular actress. I mean, um, no, you said she was something else. Oh, vegetarian. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why Probably you... because it's better for her bionics if she eats stuff that's better for her. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, I thought those were great too back when I was a kid. I thought those were all great shows. Now that I'm an adult and we have such higher quality in film and special effects, I know why. It's really hard. I know why, because you're secretly a fembot. Um, Remember the fembots? I'm. I think I've tried to put that out of my head. It's I used to take like... styrofoam mannequin wig heads. <coughs> you know? Okay. Remember those? Oh, yeah. I've seen them. Okay. And then I would dig their face out. Oh, this is disturbing. Okay. And then I would break uh, break old electronics. Uh-huh. And I would put the circuit boards and, and diodes and everything in and make like a fembot. But and then that, I'd paint them. That's kind of disturbing. Why? That's just was very cool. odd. No, it was cool. That's probably why you like. You just started watching a new show. I think this week. Robots. Um. Robots in disguise. No, it's the um Jim Henson's shop or something. Creature shop. Creature. It's shop. a contest to see who can make Jim Henson so puppets. It. You kind of. You think that's really cool. Oh, it's really cool. And, it's um, almost as good as Face Off. I really like Face Off. Yeah. So. Because um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a makeup monster, makeup guy. Yeah, I can. Believe I even that. got a kit where you could you could mix up the gelatin and everything and make fake noses and scars. And, you know that one of my favorite one of my favorite authors was really into monsters when he was a kid too. Very creative, unique individual. Monsters are cool. You know who I'm talking about. I do. You played spaceships with him one time at Denny's. It wasn't Denny's. It was in the Fellowship Hall. Oh, I thought it was at Denny's. No. He wanted to play with our kids. I think we did go to Denny's, but I didn't play spaceships with him there. Oh. I bet he would have if you would have brought one. Probably. So, you know, it's creative people can be a little bit unique sometimes. You really like um, Planet of the Apes. I hate those old movies. They're just like, I, you know, I think I might have enjoyed them the first time I watched them back in the 70s, but, um, or 80s, but yeah. You know, though, I can't stand they're coming out with ones. a whole new series now um, for wine aficionados. Great. Planet of the Grapes. You knew where I was going, didn't you? You know, we've been married for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> real long time <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so yeah we're we're having a hard time you want to do this thing about watching a movie or a tv show and then talking about it and i think it's so boring to do that for for our listeners you know because they aren't watching it with us they could yeah but yeah i don't know you know, if if we have enough listeners that will write in and so say, far we have no one safe. Yeah, so I think let's not do that. No, I vote that there's probably a bunch of people that want to hear that. I don't know. I I enjoy doing interviews, and we're working on a couple of interviews 
um, you've contacted someone, I've contacted someone, and we're just trying to work out the logistics of... I can't remember who that is. Well, I want to have Randy Crane on in his new book. And I've contacted um, some friends of ours that spent a few months... Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Philippines. And we're just... We've both been busy, and then we got ill, and... We're getting over it, but they've been busy too, and and you were really busy, and so we're trying to work out the logistics of when we can get together with them. All right. So, um, what did you do this week? Well, this week, um, <coughs> I tried really hard to catch up on all the work that I missed. I took, I think, I only took one day off last week, but um, I had been pretty out of it not feeling well all last weekend I was pretty much did nothing just trying to get over a bad cold and yeah and so this week I've been catching up I've been I worked long days and um this was a Saturday the first Saturday in a while that I got to be home and I got to catch up on vacuuming and sweeping and mopping and dishes and laundry and our house actually seems habitable again, which makes me happy, which I know you really don't care about, but it's kind of a... Well, it's good to live in the habitat ring. Habitat ring? Mm-hmm. That's from Deep Space Nine. Yeah. What? Whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah. <coughs> Didn't they have a habitat ring on Deep Space Nine? That was the ring that went around. Okay. The By the promenade? Yeah. Yeah. I know way too much about Star Trek. Which is why you should watch it with me and talk about it. Guess what's on tonight? Um, One of the Star Trek movies, I imagine. No. One of the episodes of the original series. Remastered. Spock's brain. Oh, one of the worst of all times. It is so stupid. How? Okay, now listen to this. We know a little bit more about the brain, maybe, than they did back in the 1960s. But I think even back in the 1960s, they knew that without a brain, you cannot breathe. You cannot walk. You cannot do anything. And yet, supposedly, they took Spock's brain out. And yet, he could walk all around and breathe and function. And (coughs) that was really, really really completely feasible a stupid episode i'm sorry i mean some some of the original series were were had decent plots and and made you think even though the quality of the props were you know just slightly above paper mache rocks styrofoam rocks they were pretty cheesy props and you know, it was kind of a B sci-fi low-budget program, but whatever. What you know, I'm saying some of the writing was pretty decent, but Spock's brain, that mm, not not the best, not the best at all. I'm org. Well, I'm gonna watch it. You know what? I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you will. No. No, I have some close laundry. I think to what put needs away. to happen is you need to be you need to sit under that cosmic hairdryer and get your brain changed, like McCoy, so you can do surgery. You know, I and it'll make you like Star Trek. You know, I like Star Trek the first five ten times I've watched it, but you keep watching it and watching it. And you actually stayed overnight in in Raymond. This week, and I actually got to watch Star Trek episodes I really like that you can't stand. Which is a lot of them. <laughs> I I actually don't mind some of the Voyager, Deep Space Nine, even some of the Next Generation. It's just that you've watched the original series in Next Generation so much that it's it's kind of like... If all you had to eat was cabbage soup, as much as you would like cabbage soup, you would get tired of cabbage soup. Yes, but you would be... that's all you ever got to eat. But you would be very regular and very nutrified. And have lots of really stinky gas. (laughs) Well, you know, you can't have it both ways. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I can't believe I said that. But yeah, we, you know, everyone has their own thing and... 
for the most part, there's only a few things that I like watching over more than once. And usually I don't watch them more than a couple times. With maybe the exception <coughs> of the six-hour A&E version of Pride and Prejudice. But I probably only watch that like once a year. Gag. I haven't watched it in a long, Let's, long I'm going to say that backwards. Gag. I don't know. Jane Austen, I can watch over Steve, about once a year. Steve Austin, I can watch just about every day. <laughs> okay. So what are we going to talk about later? You don't give a rip about oh, what I okay. did this week, what do you? What did you do this I know, week? That's all right. You Go don't ahead. care. Hey, by the way, uh-huh. I think on top of my working a lot this week, I helped you with your work. You, you did a video shoot on Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. So I had a morning job, Af- an afternoon job. And then I locked then myself out of the house. I'm I'm dropping off some food to my daughter's um, work because she was house-sitting. I want to make sure she had some nutritious food. Mm-hmm. So dropped off some vitamins and some fruit and stuff. And then I get a call from you. I'm thinking, oh, I don't have to meet Dad for half an hour, so I'll visit with Catherine a little bit. And you get a call, um, honey, I locked myself out of the house, so we're not going to be able to meet for dinner like we planned. I need you to come home and let me in. Mm-hmm. And so I drove a half an hour home, picked you up. 20 minutes. 25 minutes. Um, dro- drove home, picked you up, and then I had five Which minutes. Which I was pretty amazed. I'm pretty heavy. And you picked me right up. Well, I was... I took you to to the video shoot. After you let me into the house to get my keys. Yeah. And you did buy me a salad. I know um, I'm a stiff negotiator for for the three or four hours of free labor I gave you. I told you you had to buy me a um, You were my sound lady. Salad. So I got a, a grilled chicken You were salad. my sound lady. Yes, I've been your sound lady. You know what I'm excited about? The years. What? We're not going to have to use the MP3 recorder anymore. Yeah, because your new camera. My has new camera a... has a mic input, mm-hmm. so we can plug, plug, plug the boom mic, yeah, shotgun mic with the furry end, like kind of like that, but more furry. Mm-hmm. <coughs> On, uh, we can actually plug that into the actual camera, so I don't have to sync up the audio tracks anymore. But you'll still need to have me walk along right next to you with the boom mic, right? Well, yeah, or yeah. I can do it. It's whatever. But well, I now, like just having you there. It's fun to be. And well, your new camera that you ordered, which we haven't got yet, but it is more um, self-focusing, auto-focusing. It's called autofocus, dear. Yeah, self-focusing. Self-focusing would be the narcissistic camera. Yeah. Which takes selfies only. Yeah. So. Did you um, see that article about yeah, selfies? Yeah, I did. You know, and I, I kind of feel bad because. Um, I re- uh-huh. I don't take a lot of selfies. But I feel worse because I do all the time. So I must be a complete jerk. Well, hello I, everybody. I've kind narcissist of, Rick Moyer. I've kind of wondered before because some Th- people, if I was a narcissist or not. No, but on Facebook, oh my gosh, some people would would post like five or ten pictures just of their face, not with anybody else. Or if you're listening to the podcast and you place. do that, she's not talking about you. Well, I just. I guess maybe because I'm real self-conscious about the way I look, you know, like I don't want to post pictures with a double chin or or my hair is really flat or, well, I, I don't know. It's kind of normal, but I don't want a picture of my real self <laughs> on there, so I don't take a lot of selfies, but, um, but that was an interesting article. Yeah. Which I think later on, after you get done talking about your week... We're going to talk about uh, another article that you read on Facebook Mm -hmm. this week. Yeah. So what else did you do this week besides the video shoot that I helped you with at the YMCA? (coughs) Got rejected a bunch. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Well, in my work, you know, you got to do a lot of auditions. So I did a bunch of auditions and didn't get anything. (laughs) I got a couple bites from um, past clients that I'm working for, so that's good. Yeah. Well, and you have some jobs that you're kind of in the middle of, but you're waiting to hear from Waiting people. for them to come through on their end of things. Yeah. 
So here I had so much work for three months I couldn't see straight. Mm-hmm. And now there's not hardly anything. Yeah, just it's like that. It's kind of like that. Um, but my friend Marco, I've been praying for him and his business, and he got some really good sales. So he's praying for me, and I know lots of people that pray for me. Al prays for me. I pray for him. We're we just enjoy adventures in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going on. And there was something and, else I wanted yet, to talk about. And other people can pray for Rick, too. <laughs> that, yeah, that, please. Um, you know, and sometimes it's be nice to get a few decent paying jobs. But, you know, God, God's <coughs> will be done. Sometimes, like right now, um, you're doing the YMCA videos and you're not charging them very much. Well, we um, worked at, we worked out a deal. Yeah, and but you know it's for a good cause, and you know we it's promoting a really healthy um, organization for kids to help the kids develop in a healthy way, and sure. it's good for the community. Um, sure. So that anyway, so I've been uh, I raised the money for the camera by selling artwork, and and uh, a couple other folks helped me with it, so that was cool. So. Uh, it's on so its that's way. that's coming in. And that'll help you with future videos because the camera that you've been using, it hasn't been autofocus. And so a lot of times you'll take 30 minutes of video, but a bunch of it's blurry because you're trying to quickly focus yeah. on the action shots. And Very difficult to and do, yeah. So, um, yeah, so now we're going to have a hopefully a camera that's going to work better. And it has wireless uploading too, which is really cool. Is really cool. Yeah. So... A lot of things on it that are cool. So mm -hmm. we'll see how it all works out. It's not quite the professional version, but it's like the top of the line of the... Prosumer. Prosumer. And I was talking to um, I, one of my clients that I work for is a technology teacher at Olympia High School. And he said that a lot of times if you get just one or two lines or one or two down from the pro version, that it they actually have the pro guts in it. Hmm. There might just be a few things. Might be made pl plastic instead of metal or, you know. But, it, but yeah. they have some of the same components yeah. as the more expensive pro. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be cool. Yeah. So we're, we're just plugging <coughs> along. Um, and I unfortunately keep coughing. Yeah, you know, we're we're almost over the cold. We're both sleeping a little better. But I have to point out something that's really interesting. I mentioned this to you this morning. Is that here it is Saturday. It's the only day of the week that I technically could really sleep in. Because Sunday we have church, you know, Monday through Friday work. So Saturday... But I sleep, sleep in is in. different. It used to be sleep. But Remember when we were teenagers, we could sleep in until... But 11, when you get noon. up, when I, yesterday I had three jobs. I haven't so done that in years. I had to get up early on Friday and I did, hadn't slept well because um, I was staying the night at my mom's. I didn't sleep real great. So I get up early to start doing things and get going. And so it comes around a Friday night. And I'm too exhausted to stay up early. So I go to bed and then I'm <coughs> awake at 6.30, bright-eyed, and like, okay, this is Saturday. You can sleep in, and I'm wide awake. So um, I don't know what it is about <laughs> getting older, but I know I, my oldest sister and brother, they're often up at, at 4, 4.30 in the morning. I'm going, oh. I'll you will in, not be doing that. I'll be in trouble if mm -hmm. I get that bad. <laughs> Because you're a late night worker, so <laughs> you'd be like upset if I was up at four o'clock. Yeah, I might not like that. Kitchen. Very much. <laughs> yeah. But oh well, I, I think part of it is genetics too. I'm a dairy farmer's daughter and granddaughter. That's utterly fascinating. Yeah. Um, on a serious note, mm -hmm. I have um a friend of the podcast. We have a friend of the podcast that just uh, recently lost their mom. Mm -hmm. So if you want to pray for our friend Sean, that would be awesome. A couple of friends just recently lost their mothers um, that you got messages from. Another one did too. My and, friend Jason did too. Mm -hmm. 
And also, um, can we ask prayer for a friend named Kathy? Mm -hmm. Um, They had a diagnosis this week. Rick had been in a (coughs) Christian band with her husband a long time ago, um, like 20 years ago. Anyway, they found out that she has a a cancerous tumor in the brain. In the brain. But you know what? We're gonna we're believing and praying that they're gonna be able to get it. They're gonna fight it. Um, they're going to fight it. They're going to, they're praying that it's in a place that they can get it out. Yep. And, um, they're fighting and believing that, um, everything's going to turn out right. (coughs) They, they have two children that are, are still younger and you don't have to go into detail. But anyway, please pray for Kathy and her husband and her family. Yeah. So I don't know how much we should share or not. So that's why I'm saying. Well, they put it on Facebook. So I know, it's but public. But well, otherwise, I wouldn't. Have their shared. friends saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't give last names. I understand. <laughs> so, but please. So please pray for, for comfort for Sean, and his family, and also for Jason, mm-hmm. and his family, and also uh, for Kathy yeah. and her family. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that's one of the things I was thinking about this week, though. That's a, a challenging thing with us doing <coughs> um, kind of podcast outreach is that, you know, we hear about people that are hurting and we have relationship with over the Internet, through Facebook, through a podcast. And um, I think it's hard because, you know, we want to just go out and give them hugs and bring them uh tater tot casserole or you know do things that family and friends do and it's hard when you're living so far away Um, yeah we're with you in spirit though i can tell you that yeah we've definitely been thinking about everybody this week and and one thing we're you know we can say (coughs) we've gone through all sorts of crazy stuff in our life and and we have to say that uh faith in god really helps just really helps to to know that you've got somebody that um, is there for you and uh, will comfort your heart. So just want to say hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into our subject for the week. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about what we're going to talk about. Stick around. Hey, we're back. That was quick. That was quick. So you read an interesting article this week, and we were going to talk about that. Well, I think one of the things that, um, again, as we grow older, it's really interesting. Um, you start to think about things that you n- wouldn't normally think about when you're young. Mm-hmm. Because you really haven't lived life. But once you start living life and you get all sorts of experiences in life, then all of a sudden there's this opportunity for something called regret. Mm-hmm. And it's really not a good thing to live your life in regret. So they did this interesting study. Mm-hmm. They. I'm who not who really is sure. they? You I'm probably sure. should look up that article. I don't know who so the, they says. is. Um, let's see. Um, she ended up following care when she was years trying um, okay, so this lady spent um, several years volunteering in hospice, which is when people are pass- going to pass away, mm-hmm. and interviewed them and talked to them. And she, um, after working years and years in this particular field of helping people, she compiled a list of the five most common regrets expressed by the people that she cared for. Okay. So I thought this was a fascinating thing because... It lines up pretty biblical when you're, I mean, in terms of our faith, it pretty much lines up. Mm-hmm. Things so. that you would learn out of the Bible, if you, you know, if we actually spent time reading it and figuring it out, mm-hmm. we'd go, oh, you know, we'd see these situations and try to avoid them before they actually happened in our life. Okay, so what were the five regrets that what were the, the first one was never marry a musician. I can understand that because do you know why? No, I'm just joking. It's because they never have enough gizmos and instruments. There's always, matter of fact. Okay, that's not one of them. I was oh, just being oh, weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
sorry. This is an uncomfortable <clears throat> subject for a lot of people because you're probably going to have one of these show up when we talk about Well, them. and also it's, it's talking about kind of end-of-life issues, too. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody loves to talk about death, don't they? <laughs> you know, and that's not always comfortable Well, let's start, let's start with number five. You're, you're starting at the end. We're starting at the end, and we'll go up to the, the number one Okay. Um, so regret. the fifth most the fifth most popular popular the fifth most mentioned regret okay from people that were passing away was I wish that I had let or I wish I had let myself be happier and you told me that I I get a bad grade in that because I tend to be like work first work first play later <laughs> and sometimes i don't get to the play later and part. i tend to play first play first work later <laughs> yes that's why you're working late at night and i get up early and start working and i'm dead at night <laughs> i do sometimes put things off i don't want to do yeah sometimes anyway said so this is a surprisingly common one many did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice hmm. which it is and they had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were content with when deep within they longed to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. Hmm. And that not that interesting? Because you think about it, when we're born, and depending on our childhood, I guess, a lot of times kids can, they're pretty oblivious to things going on around them and they really can have fun. I think one of the... We learn how to be one sour. One of my favorite things to hear in life is to hear a child's laughter. That, oh, I know. It's fantastic. That belly rolling, <coughs> giggle, deep giggle, clear to the we inter We interviewed a bunch of children in one of the videos that we did for the Y. Uh -huh. And uh, at the end, there was this one kid. He was hilarious. And he just laughed. We all ended up belly laughing for like three, four minutes. But I captured some of him laughing and put it on the video, uh -huh. and it just makes you smile. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, that I don't think there's any so, better sound but, in the world. Than yeah, a but child bib laughing. biblically, when we line that up with what the Bible says, mm -hmm. I wish that I had led myself or let myself be happier. There's a really interesting thing in the Bible. There's a difference between happiness and joy mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it actually says that we can be joyful even when things are rough yeah and <clears throat> i think more biblically joy is more important than happiness because um i think happiness depends on our circumstances a lot of times even though we mm -hmm. can choose to be happy or not um joy sometimes is strength that comes from outside of us if that makes sense i do think though the bible says a merry heart works good like a medicine and i think our attitude that's in our heart really does affect our lives so oh yeah if we have an attitude of gratitude and you know like play the you know this is pollyanna but play the glad game even when things are are going on bad around us to try to the last thing i want is somebody to tell happy. me that though <coughs> well maybe you don't want to be like when you try to tell that, me to do stuff i don't want to do it then but if you choose yourself to find something to be happy about, correct, find find something good in the situation to concentrate on. Um, Philippians chapter four says, "Whatever is good, whatever is true, what you know, yeah, whatever is noble, think about these things." Be pure, anyway. But I'm just saying that what we concent constantly think about. If we're thinking about negative things all the time, we're going to be sour and negative. But if we choose to think about the things that we have that are blessings and <coughs> the good things in life, I think we will be happier. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so coming in at number four. Okay. This is from people <laughs> that are on, on their deathbed. Mm -hmm. What were the most common regrets that they had about life? Okay. Number four. I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Hmm. Now, it says often they would not truly realize the full benefits of old friends until their dying weeks. And it was not always possible to track them down. 
many had become so caught up in their own lives that they had let golden friendships slip by over the years. There were many deep regrets about not giving friendships the time and the effort that they deserved. Everyone misses their friends when they're dying. Hmm. Now, that again really lines up with relationships and how important relationships are to God. Mm -hmm. It's, It's so important that we have good friends and Sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes it's hard to um, maintain friendships because, well, anything that is, is going to be worth it in the end is takes a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to have a, a close friend. Well, yeah, because they they see the real you. They see you in your good days and your not-so-good days. You know? Well, and you risk rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, family is family. And, yeah, I've seen family reject family, but... It's it's a little harder when you have a good friend that you get in conflict with. But we also know that good friends, if you will cultivate that relationship and stick with it, can be really, really great. I mean, I mean, a lot of people are lonely because they didn't take time to, you know, uh, I don't know, kindle that relationship. I think in some ways people are blaming social media for people not getting together with people and having friends. And yet in other ways, I know that I've been able to keep in contact to a certain degree or reconnect with people that were my friends years ago that I kind of hadn't seen for 20, 25 years. And so... Well, Facebook can also be responsible. It's actually been done some bad things and gotten mm -hmm. old flames rekindled. Yeah, I think you have to be kind of wise with that, you know. If well, we used to we used to say this to the kids when we had a youth group. Mm-hmm. The internet is a great thing if you use it for good stuff. Yeah, it can also be a bad thing if you use it for bad stuff. It's the internet itself is not evil or good. It's mm-hmm. what you use it for. Well, and when you're talking about you know relationships, um, one thing whether it's Facebook or in person, um, if I'm working around other men or on, on the internet with other men, um, you're on the internet with other men with, you know, besides you, if someone starts to chat with me or something, I'll say, Oh yeah, Rick and I, and I just always include you, you know, so that they know that, you know, I'm in a very committed relationship. <laughs> That's probably good of, advice. I probably should tell my other wives that, shouldn't I? Uh, if you have other wives, this might be our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was tell people if I went out on Amy, that would be that. You would never see me again. I brought, she'd probably murder me. I, I don't believe in divorce, but murder might be an option. jeez. <laughs> oh, okay, number three. So far we've had, uh, they wish they would let themselves be happier. And they wish they stayed in touch with friends. Uh-huh. Coming in at number three, everybody, uh, regrets people have on their on their deathbed when they're dying. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wonder if men say that more than women. I uh, guess there are women that I would are. imagine. It says many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settled for a mediocre existence. And never became who they were truly capable of becoming. Many developed illnesses relating to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result. And that is so true, though, um, because I've heard that 80% of all illness is psychosomatic, meaning that that only 20% of illness is actually caused by like a bacteria or a virus or or is this proven is this scientifically proven yes this is scientifically proven Uh but 80 percent of all illness is caused by the stress that that breaks down our immune system that breaks down our heart that that affects our well-being our our ability to exercise and eat right and to breathe deeply and and but all that stress that can come about from unforgiveness and bitterness and and um, just fear and all these negative emotions, um, that stress 
can cause illness, can cause so your heart problems. So can when it <clears throat> when it says, "I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings," you're you're what they're they're referring to is people that bottle up those things and don't don't say what they're really thinking. Yeah, that that instead of saying, instead of tackling issues while they're small, they just let, let them, them fester. fester and get to be this huge, huge thing in their lives. And, you know, it's it'd be better to say, you know, that really hurt when you said that. And I think we should deal with this, you know, instead of dealing with it and or are just saying, you know, I'm sure that he didn't mean to, to hurt me by saying that I'm going to choose to forgive him and go on and not carry that bitterness and that rejection and that anger. Well, the other thing too, we have to remember, and I'm, <laughs> you know, preaching to myself on this one, but, um, when you don't forgive someone, when you hold that, that grudge and that bitterness towards somebody, they, they walk on with their life. They probably don't even know they hurt you. Yeah. They or they forget about it and they go on and do their own thing. And if they were, you know, if they did it intentionally, well, they're probably off hurting somebody else now. Yeah. But they aren't even thinking about us anymore. And we're actually letting them, you know, or we're letting what they did to us affect us far into the future when it shouldn't. Yeah. We, we need to let them off our hook. You know, somebody told me this week when we were talking about this subject that um, uh, unforgiveness is like swallowing. Um, uh, poison expecting it to hurt the other person yeah yeah and that's not cool so yeah. anyway so th i thought that was really interesting that um a lot of illnesses and related stuff was because of bitterness and resentment so yeah. i wished i'd had the courage to express my feelings so have the courage to express your feelings and and that's not always easy because you're risking rejection you're risking but it's worth it alienation but it, it's not good to keep stuffing it in and, and getting bitter about things. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Our dog. <laughs> <laughs> number two. What what was the number two regret on people that were passing away that knew they were terminal? Okay. And this one is a big one. Because mm -hmm. we're getting more and more popular as we go up the list. Okay. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. That's hard for me because I'm still in kind of the mode where I was raised in this, you know, it, I get a lot of my self-worth from working hard. Well, the lady said, this came from every male patient that I nursed. Mm -hmm. They missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. Women also spoke of this regret, but as most were from an older generation, many of the female patients had not been breadwinners. All of the men I nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of work of a work existence. And uh, yeah. we've seen that over and over, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I remember for years you were working 60, 70 hours a week and hours a week. And you often only got one week of vacation a year or, or, two. or two towards you know, later. And, you know, it was hard to really get to spend time with the kids. Ah, uh, no. that You look at it different <laughs> because the, at least I was in a job where the kids could come hang out with me, and we did that a lot. So we, we did, but sometimes it was only like 15 minutes at dinner and you had to rush off. Well, not necessarily. You you look at it funny that way. but that's Well, I it. think compared to the amount of time <clears throat> I spent with the kids. Well, yeah. <laughs> since it was like all the time. <laughs> There's, but the last few years have been kind of neat because you've actually got to spend more time with our daughter, which I think that's really healthy. I don't know. I've I've heard though that for for girls, teenage girls, that if they have a good relationship with their father, um, they're less likely to get involved with um, unhealthy relationships hmm. with young men. Well, so. I just know it's good to spend time with your kids, and yeah. and uh, but a lot of the regrets were, you know, uh, no, I've heard this said many times. Nobody on their deathbed says, "I wish I would have worked more." Yeah. Not that you, you shouldn't work, and you know, and uh, whatever gender you are, not that you shouldn't, you know, earn a living and and. Uh, well, it says you know, in the Bible, a, it's it's that if you don't take care of the needs of your family, 
that it's worse than being a, a unbeliever. I'm not the word was used infidel, which is not a word we usually use today. So I'm trying to figure out how to translate that. But they're saying you can't really call yourself a godly person and not take care of your family. You need to strive to make sure but there's that a their, balance. their needs are met, that but they're fed and clothed. But, but, but yeah. we do live in a society where um, people really, really, really want to, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, they want to keep up with the Joneses, they want the fancy cars and the fancy vacations and the big houses and all that jazz. When Those are great, but if, if you do, if you get all those things and neglect the relationships in your life, mm-hmm. then it gets messy. Yeah. And that happens to a lot of people. I, I remember when my grandpa passed away, he was older. He hadn't worked. He had retired a long time ago, but he mm-hmm. he died with $900 cash in his fanny pack. Yeah, probably a lot more in his safe. Right. A but, few feet away. Right. But <laughs> that was his comfort and his... Yeah. Thing, Money but was really important he, to But him. he also worked so much he had no relationship with his kids. He was, I mean, later on in life, um, he still didn't have a whole lot of good relationship with but his kids. But towards the end, he had, he had asked, he had repaired his relationship with God. He had asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior. And his sons could tell the difference. Yeah. He made an effort to talk to them that last year after he accepted the Lord. He, well, he almost died. He had almost died, and you and, and your aunt, who's also a believer, talked to him in the hospital, and he prayed with you guys. And he did make an effort that last year to to restore those relationships, but it was almost like after all those years of him ignoring his Kids, family, yeah. They, they almost didn't know what to do with, with the, the well, dad wanting to true. talk to him because it was yeah. so odd. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least he did realize towards the end that that was important. Yeah. So, yeah, I wish I hadn't worked so, so hard. So what else does it say? Well, the number one regret. Oh, but had you read? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The number one regret mm-hmm. that the most common regret of all yeah. when people were passing away about life was I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Hmm. And that's a really, really interesting observation. It says, mm-hmm. this was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over, they look back clearly on it, and it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even a half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. Mm. And so that was a really interesting common regret. So that really tells us something. It says, you know, um, we need to be true to ourselves. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with sitting down for a moment and evaluating our lives and where they're at. And are we doing the things, are we being true to ourselves? What do we, you know, what do we feel God has created us to do? And I know some people that listen to our podcast maybe don't, um, they maybe, maybe they don't, um, what do you call it, know um, exactly, you know, maybe they're not really super religious or they don't, they're not big time into God or anything. And maybe they don't believe that they've been created. But, but we believe that you have. Mm-hmm. And this really helps when you know that you've been created by God, because God then, he gives you desires and he gives you um, talents and different things in our lives that we can use to f- be fulfilled in our lives. Well, we believe that we're here for a purpose, that we have a destiny. But we have to be true and, to ourselves. And if you just think you're a cosmic <clears throat> accident, then what kind What's of the destiny point? can you have if right. you're an right. accident? But well, yeah. we don't believe that anyone is an accident. That's right. We believe they're fearfully and wonderfully. So made. we, so our biggest recommendation out of all this list then is, you know, live a life true to yourself by by receiving God into your life because it's so important to to know the author of life because mm-hmm. he's the one that will... He will open doors for the paths that we're supposed to go on and, and the things that are supposed to happen in our lives. 
But if we don't do that, then we can we can miss out. And who wants to live a life of regret? Well, and I think there's a peace that comes with knowing that you're in the perfect will of God, that you... Well, no, I don't think anybody ever knows if they're in the perfect will of God or not. But there is a peace in knowing that somebody's got your back. But what I'm saying is if you are living the life that you feel that God made you to live, mm-hmm. and you're doing the the dreams and doing the things that that... God's made you to do and to be there is a peace and a joy in that that sure. I mean not to say that there won't be hard times but I, I know come s- and but I, I know come, p- but... some parents that have their kids' lives all planned out <laughs> mm-hmm. and they expect them to do this and they expect them to do that and sometimes kids will go ahead and do that because they're getting funded or they're you know something mm-hmm. this or that and then they down the road they regret that yeah not that you shouldn't you know Take the advice of your parents, but I'm not saying that, but I am saying be true to yourself. You know yourself. You and God know yourself the best. Well, I think as parents, we've tried to to go with the approach that it says to train up your child in the way they should go. And your interpretation of that. No, the Amplified, Amplified Bible's interpretation Bible of that. Was Saying the bent that you see that God no, has... It actually says, train up your child in the way that they're bented, talented, um, prone to. Mm-hmm. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. But, but as a parent, if we believe that God has created and formed and made this unique individual, our job is to observe that unique creation and to see how they're what they're bent towards what they're talented toward Mm -hmm. and encourage those talents and encourage those natural bents and desires and give them opportunities to be fulfilled in that yeah i mean our our oldest was very creative and and into technology and so we tried to encourage those things and Mm -hmm. paid for his music lessons and we paid for you know tried to get in experience doing editing and working with computers and and he works in that technology field now and our younger son he from a very young age was so good with his hands and building things and he loved to work and we tried to give him um, experiences with other people that were like gifted that he could learn from and um and now he's a very gifted carpenter and and I'm you know. a gifted cat whisperer. <laughs> but Our cat saying, ran up to me and wanted me to pet it. I'm just saying that, you know, you see, you know, as a, I just think that parenting is to be an observer and to, to study your children, not like under a microscope, but just, you know, casually observe what interests them and encourage them to, to pursue their dreams. And, and, you know. Then not to micromanage, but to gently direct you know just provide but we have to be careful as parents not to overwhelm our kids and try to get them to do live our (laughs) lives through them i see that all the time yeah you know guys that never got to be this football star but their kid is pretty talented so they live vicariously through them you know those are not cool situations but but there is a there's there's something about um at the end of life knowing that you lived a life true to yourself and that's so important to be who you really are because living a fake life really causes a lot of problems and a lot of um, emptiness in the end. Mm-hmm. So interesting list of things, not fun to talk about death, of course, but it is interesting to talk about regret and how we can avoid it. Yeah. So our, our things that we talked about, this lady put a list of five things together. She said that the five main regrets of people that were passing away were, I wish that I'd let myself be happier. I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends, wished I'd um, had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I hadn't worked so hard, and I wished I'd had the courage to live life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Mm-hmm. And we um, really, as we read that, we saw that being very biblical in, in its, in its uh, the answers are there if we, would, uh, if we would know what the Bible said about things. So very interesting. Yeah. So... 
our prayer for every one of our listeners and ourselves is that we would live our lives true to what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. And forgive and have good relationships and so keep going. We should pray for people. Sounds good. All right, Lord, we thank you for every person that's listening right now. And um, I know the subject is super serious and there's so many things we could really branch off and talk about. But uh, Lord, you know every single person that's listening. You know where they come from, where they're going, and what they need in their lives. And so we ask that you would speak to their heart and that you would comfort them and that you'd help them to be true to themselves and to you and and help them, Lord, to, to live their lives without regrets. That's our prayer. We don't want to live our life um, in regret, Lord. We want to live it in fulfillment in you. And we just give you praise and we thank you, Lord, for comforting the hearts of every single person that's going through a rough time right now and and blessing them and helping them. And we just thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. There you go. What do you think? Well, that was kind of a heavier one this week. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's good. No regrets. That's what I'm going to call I, it. How's I that? Think, I think that's good. It's good to try to make that a goal to live a life true to ourselves. Don't work too hard. Have good relationships with people. Don't carry things on your shoulders that you can put down stress-wise and good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We would sure like to know if anybody's listening. We only had a couple of uh, just a little tiny bit of feedback from our last show. And uh, we would really like some more. So if you listen or you care about the show and you think it does something for you would you give us a a shout out um write to us rick at takingwithyou.com or amy at takingwithyou.com if you feel so inclined um you could help us out financially if you'd like to uh to keep the podcast going and all the crazy things that we do in our lives um that would be awesome and you can donate to the podcast very easily by going to takehimwithyou.com and clicking on the PayPal button or if you just want to give through PayPal and you don't want to go to the website and do all that you can give to rick at takehimwithyou.com is our is our PayPal address oh yeah, okay that's how they do that alright yeah and you, people have sent us checks in the mail and all sorts of other things too so thank you thank you thank you to all those that uh, uh, we have a few people that give on a monthly basis and we really mm-hmm. appreciate you guys too so Helps That's very, keeps, very kind. Helps keep the internet on and the PD bill paid. It so does, it does, you. it does. And that's very helpful. So yeah. th- we're very grateful to you. Thank you very much for helping. So um, anything else? Is that that's it? That's all I can think of for now. We're we're gonna we're heading up towards um, Easter. You're going to be doing an Easter message at the Raymond First Baptist Church. I if, am. If people are... Local here it's in called, Southwest Washington. It's You're called welcome to join right us. before my very eyes. That's what okay. But you'd be welcome to join us at Ninth um, Street and Durier or Durier something. I can't remember the address. I grew up there. But in Raymond, anyway. in Washington. Raymond. Yeah. There's oh, only I'll one tape Baptist church in Raymond, I'll put Washington. it out on the podcast on Easter. Um, so we'll probably be sharing that in a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, I'm sharing tomorrow morning at uh, at our church, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. Should be cool. Yeah, should be cool. Moo, moo. You're gonna be sharing cool out of the fifth chapter of Ephesians. We've been going through the book of Ephesians. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just a letter Paul wrote to a church in Ephesus. In Ephesus. And they were called Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And kind of encouraging them to grow up in God. Yeah. And to yeah. be more mature. Yeah, not have any regrets. Yeah, it kind of goes along with that. Funny hmm. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so do your thing. Okay, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. All right, let's go watch Spock's Brain. No. Spock's Brain. I had a dream so bad.